A big thank you to our sponsor, iFixit, who fights for your right to repair and makes really cool tools in the process. If you need to fix your phone, laptop, or even a vacuum, iFixit has thousands of parts, tools, and free guides. Mercury, Mercury Stardust. She's a beacon of hope in the darkest night. Mercury, Mercury Stardust. She'll teach you how to make it all alright. Hey there, hi, my name is Mercury, and I'm the trans handy ma'am. My pronouns are she, her, and I teach compassionate DIY. We're here to help renters, LGBTQIA members, and anyone who's feeling left out in a DIY space. Hey guys, gals, and non-binary pals, thank you so much for listening to this episode of the Handyman Hotline. I am joined, as always, by my wonderful co-host, Basil, <laughs> who's now a, a human cat. <laughs> and also, my wonderful sound person, Matthew, is here today as well. Woof. Oh, wait, what? <laughs> hey everyone, if this is your first time listening to the show... This is actually the official last episode of the Handy Ma'am Hotline. We are rebranding and we'll be coming back in the wonderful month of February of 2024. And the show will be called Maintenance is a Drag. We will be posting about this on my Instagram and my TikTok. And we'll be able to have drag performers on the show while we'll take calls from the fans about handy stuff. And it'll be a real fun time full of banter, silliness, but also a lot of educational stuff along the way. All that being said, we do have a great episode today filled with some wonderful stuff. We have stuff about mold. (laughs) We have moldy questions for you. We also have amazing other heartfelt answers about Christmas trees and etc. as well. All that being said... Thank you so much for listening to the show. And Basil, are you ready to start? Oh, I am so ready. Basil is locked in. Matthew, are you locked and loaded? Let's get handy. Let's get handy. That is not my catchphrase. (laughs) I refuse, refuse to let that be my catchphrase. Okay? No, we need another one. Uh, uh, let's get. (laughs) Okay, I guess it is my catchphrase. (laughs) Okay, let's get handy. My name is Joy, she, her, and I just want to start by saying that I love you so much and everything you do, but I have a crazy question. So my sister moved in to a house with someone else, and the electricity for her room doesn't work. I guess that there was some crazy electrical storm and it, like, shot the house or something, and the rest of the house has electricity, but her room doesn't, and... I want some tips and kind of how to deal with how do we troubleshoot what's wrong? Is it a breaker? Is it a a burnt wire? Or what on earth is going on with this house that only one room doesn't have power? I love you a lot. Thanks for everything you do. Hope to have you answer my question. Bye-bye. Hello. Oh, hey there. Hi. How's it going, Kellen? Hey. I know. Okay, everyone's everyone is confused because they're like, "Hey, wait a minute! The last person to call is Joy, and now you're talking to Kellen. What's going on?" Well, this is Joy's wonderful sibling that said <laughs> we were having a text exchange, and Joy's like, "You know what? Don't even bother calling me. Call call my sibling." <laughs> so, all that being said, Kellen, this is your problem. This is actually your home. That has the the weird electrical problem going on. So, in is, yeah, in your own words, can you tell me what's going on? 
Okay, so this isn't actually my home. It's the home I moved into. Yeah. It's my parents' friend's house. I'm staying here for, I don't know, the foreseeable future until we can get other living situations figured out. So I wasn't supposed to move in so soon. They were going to fix this electrical problem before I moved in. And then they they couldn't figure it out. They had an electrician come in. Just I think he was more like a kind of a family friend or something, but he had experience. I don't know. I don't want to discredit anybody, but it, it can be, it, it's a very tricky situation because the wiring in this house is very old and from what i heard before i moved in there was a storm and it cut off the power to two of the rooms on one side of the house and that's the master bedroom and that's the side bedroom which is mine so yeah, yeah. we tried flipping all of the breakers and it yeah. didn't work so like yeah we're not really exactly you, sure okay you tried all do. the <laughs> You tried all the breakers. Okay. Yes. Now, is it... So, it's more than one room that is not yeah. working. There's two rooms, you said. Mm-hmm. Okay. Is the breaker that you looked at, is it the only breaker in the house? Or is there another breaker? No, there's just the one. Just the one. Yeah. How many rooms are in the house? So there's a basement, which is being rented out by another tenant. And if it's following the floor plan of the upstairs, there are the two main bedrooms and then like the side craft room where the breaker is. Hmm. That's an awfully big yep. space to only... So that's an awfully big space to have half. a fuse go half bad and only that. You know what I mean? Because fuses... Yeah. Fuses can go half bad, and half of your home can go out. Now, I bring that up because that's common in any type of storm that could... Sometimes that's the last, like, thing that will happen. Like, a big, like, electrical storm will come through and just have enough mm -hmm. juice to just, you know, put a, a, a good old kink in that, you know? And yeah. just it it wipes it out like it's already on its last legs, and then boom, it's gone. So that, that would that, that, that wouldn't be wild to think that half the fuse would go out, right? And fuses mm -hmm. are really not that hard to do, but I wouldn't do it yourself. I would have someone who's who's a professional do it, or someone who has a lot of experience doing it, just because it's electrical. I I don't I don't like getting in the habit of telling people they should do that kind of stuff, you know. Yeah, I, I don't. I don't want to touch it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Now, all that being said, though, is that if it is a fuse, that doesn't not cost that much at all. That's pretty. That and that isn't even that hard to do. That is like a twenty minute job at the most. You know, unless there's unforeseeable things that are around. Now, even if if you put a new fuse in and it does nothing, well, then it ain't the fuse. But it didn't cost you that much. But that's where I would start when it comes to troubleshooting because you already okay. did the breakers and you're having a problem with all the electrical. This means lights, switches, and outlets, right? Yes. Yeah. So it ain't an, it ain't a, uh, you know, outlet or anything like that. Probably at this point, it would probably be something that's with the fuse itself or yeah. I honestly think that that's probably it. I don't, it, there's a chance that both the breakers that is attached to just went bad at this point. But if they're not mm -hmm. gummy, 
if the breakers don't have any gumminess to it, I don't think that's actually what happened. Okay? Breakers don't need to be gummy. When I say gummy, what I mean is that, like, when you're trying to turn it on and off, it's kind of like it springs back and forth. It doesn't click. Like, it doesn't hold its position. Does that make sense? Yeah. Now, when it does that, it typically can happen when there's something like electrical problem happens, like like a storm, right? Like, that can screw it up, you know, in that way, right? Uh, If it ages out, it will do that, too. It doesn't always mean that it will be gummy and then be bad, but it is quite often. So I'm going to hedge my bets, and I'm going to say something is wrong partially with the fuse, and that would be where I would look. Okay? Okay. I'm pretty confident at this point (laughs) that that's what that is. And if I'm wrong, I will eat... Um, eat a delicious meal. Oh, that, thank you. I was going to say something terrible. <laughs> so eating a delicious meal, what a punishment. What a terrible thing. You know what you should have said? Kellen, you, you should have said that I should eat a vegan burger from a Lanta restaurant called Slutty Vegan. Is it called? Oh, a, no. Yes, yeah. Yeah, the Slutty <laughs> Vegan. By the way, this is going to be a shameless promotion for a restaurant we have no attachment to. There's an amazing vegan <laughs> restaurant in Atlanta, Georgia called Slutty Vegan. And I got to tell you, every day for the last three months since I've had this burger, I have been dreaming of this burger. Best sandwich <laughs> I've had in my entire life. Yeah, like, you know, you know it's good when basil spoke <laughs> and said i need to speak on this food right now uh, so well, good. If, I ever, if i ever end up in atlanta like i'll have to check it out yeah we were there for my I'm book we were there for, for my sure. book tour and i was like oh man that vegan food slapped okay anyways kellen <laughs> i hope that we solved your your hunt for vegan food at the very least. <laughs> yeah, well, it's always something to be gained, I suppose. Yeah, you know, yeah. If I if I fucked up electrical, at least you know somewhere in the world there's a vegan burger that you could try if you ever wound up in Atlanta, Georgia. <laughs> okay. All that being said. I hope you have a good night, and I wish you all the luck in the world. And be safe out there, okay? Well, yeah, you too. Thank you so much. And give my best to Joy. Joy didn't even want to say hi to me. (laughs) I have to say, I have to shout out, she's an amazing sister. Like, you know, she's been my advocate, like, since I came out. And, like, you know, she sent out, like, help for me from you. After she just had a baby, like Whoa! Shout out to my well, yeah. Joy is quite something. Joy, if you're listening to this, I want you to know I hope you someday eat a really good vegan burger from <laughs> Slutty Vegan. <laughs> okay, Kellen. I hope that too. <laughs> you take care and we'll talk to you soon, okay? Right, yes, thank you. Bye-bye. Bye bye. Bye. Okay, Mercury, I want you to also acknowledge that we had not only one good vegan restaurant on tour so far, we have had two. We also together ate at Vegan Snack Shack in NOLA, and that was pretty dang good. We had. Those... I don't even recall this, dude. I... You, you had a hot sausage burger. I got cauliflower snackers with sauce. It was like that. What? Oh, no, you got the cauliflower. I had um, the fries. This? When was this? The first night that we were in NOLA in that green room 
we ordered from somewhere that's vegan snack Okay, shack. I didn't ever want to know this right now. We've been to, at this point in time recording the podcast, we've been to 41 cities. We've had so many meals all over the place. Sometimes we wake up in a hotel room, not sure where we are. <laughs> okay, you say sometimes, but I feel like that's most. Oh, it most is. I, I, I just don't want to admit how disoriented this is really. <laughs> But I, I got to tell you, I don't recall this at all. Okay. I, well, I don't, but I do. I Was this where I got the vegan chicken wings? Yeah, the cauliflower snackers. That's that what they is what them. it was? Yeah. That, I remember that. I was trying to find out the other night when I was talking to Zizi. It was like, oh my God, I really liked the cauliflower, uh, cauliflower, cauliflower, cauliflower. Oh, what is that? Hold on. Wait, I'm going to get this. Cauliflower. Oh, what is. Uh, I'm genuinely having a hard time. Hold on. Cauliflower. You're just so good. Yeah. Is that how... Did I do it? Is that good? Cauliflower, yeah. I Cauliflower. <laughs> I just found out. I can't say that word. Well, anyways, I had a really good time eating that not chicken chicken, and it was great. And I really... I wish there was more places like that in Madison. There isn't a whole lot of places... Yeah, like that in tropical Madison, Wisconsin. I have you been to? I think it's called Jardin. That's oh. like attached to Robinia Courtyard. No idea, but I'm sure people who are listening right now are really enjoying this very micro niche conversation. You know what? They <laughs> should because being a foodie is so real. It's universal. It doesn't and matter where you are. <laughs> being a vegan foodie, it's yeah. you, you get real serious about. I'm it. I'm not gonna lie. Next year, 2024, I'm gonna get more serious about the vegetarian thing. I'm so excited uh, because honestly, when we've done the tour, Basil has really helped me open my eyes a little bit more to the vegan food, and it's been wonderful. And honestly, the best food we've eaten on the road has been vegan food. Yeah. And it also has been the food that has made me not feel the worst. Yeah, that's the thing. That's what really solidified it for me when I went vegan. It was like, I, I don't feel like shit all the time. And that's wild. <laughs> all right. We can probably move on to our next call. <laughs> Let's do the next call. Hey, Mercury. It's Sean from here in Madison. I use he and they pronouns. And I was just wondering, do you have any tips for sprucing up an old bent fake Christmas tree, you know, the kind that you're allowed to have in apartments. Any help would be appreciated. Thanks. Bye. Hello? Hey there. Hi. How's it going, Sean? Hey, Mercury. How are you? I'm doing good. I've had a really good day doing this stuff. Certainly not a day filled with broken Christmas trees. (laughs) (laughs) Now, you have a fun problem. You got a a bent, beat-up Christmas tree, huh, buddy? Yeah, I've had this tree for probably like 10 years now. It's that kind of cheap Christmas tree you can get at like Walmart that landlords are okay with you having and everything. Yeah. And it's just looking sadder and sadder every year when I pull it out of the box. Uh, That Christmas tree is older than all my cats. (laughs) (laughs) I just want you to know, I judge things based off of how old they are in junction to my cats. (laughs) Apollo's nine years old, so he's getting close. That's all I'm saying. All that being said, so so is this a plastic or a metal one? Is it's it metal, uh, right? it's got like metal arms, but a plastic base. Okay, and what is bent on it? Is it the 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 actual like arms bent on it? Yeah, it's almost all of the arms. They're on like hinges to make it easier to store, and they all like start drooping after a while, and then I like hand bend them back into place, and now it's just kind of it looks like a Dr. Seuss tree, honestly. <laughs> I think you just lean into that. 
<laughs> I say, you know what? Take a few of the branches off. <laughs> and really go for a cat in a hat vibe. Uh, and uh, I think lean into it. Right, Basil? You agree with me? No. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I can't fix it. Everything, Sean. Okay. So, uh, honestly, uh, what would make you happy? Like, do, you, do you really, do you have sentimental value for this Christmas tree? It's more that I don't want to spend the money to get a new one. And I also don't want to throw this out because I'm sure it's not recyclable. And I don't want to throw this thing yeah. into a dumpster to go into a landfill. They're 100% not recyclable. Quick question for you. Is yeah. it like um like a green one, like a normal tree color? Yeah. Okay. Um, They do make like um those garlands that are like the same color. Ooh. You could potentially try getting some of those and like See, this is, filling in. This is know? why Basil is such a like a very valuable part of this podcast because sometimes we get crafty. <laughs> and, and I'm like, I have no idea how to craft my way out of this one. But that being said, Sean, I agree with the garland. I think the garland is a really good idea. Could you do me a favor? And send me a photo of it right now. Do you, you have? Do you, can yeah. you do that? Okay. Yeah, just do that. Real yeah, quick. absolutely. Let me get some lights on in here. Yeah, get some lights on. Make it mood lighting. Make it all fancy. Me buying some time until you send me that photo. <laughs> How's it going? Mercury, have you ever put up one of these trees before? Have I ever put up one of these trees? Oh, yeah. Okay. Oh, yeah, many times. I will say that different kinds... You know, like the fiberglass ones, the metal ones, you know, um, yeah, different things. I will say very rarely have I ever made it past year one. Wow. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my, my friend Hollis has one that's like bright white and like he stores it really nicely every year that I think that kind of helps him be able to keep reusing it. So like he'll take each tier of the branches off and wrap them all together in saran wrap. And then put it all in a box, so like the the branches are wrapped up and kind of protected throughout the year. That's a really good used. idea for storage. Mm -hmm. I think that's a really generally it's a lot of time consuming. Yeah, but that's yeah. a generally good idea for storage. Okay, so we just got the picture from Sean. Sean, what the hell are you talking about? This looks fine. This looks fine. What kind of nitpicky shit are you talking about? <laughs> I was trying to get some photos of like the bent up branches. Once the ornaments are on it, it's not as bad. But, like, I put it up without anything, and I was like, oh, this just looks sad. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Basil, what's your expert uh, 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 thinking here? I This is the thing. I actually think that looks fine. Yeah, I But mean, I'm not a great judge when we're kind of talking about aesthetics, you know? I do think it looks pretty good, but a lot of space. you could try, you know, it is very time-consuming, just, you know, keep bending a little bit trying to make it look right i think tree decorating with as like a lot of craft projects is it can be kind of like a trust the process kind of thing maybe you could even just try adding in some other garlands other things that kind of like take up more space you know like between the branches that sort of thing i'm gonna tell you something super stupid <laughs> which is always always the, the way you want to to, to to hear me say there is products that help make metal stronger okay now theatrically have i ever used these product products no <laughs> have i ever seen any professional use these products no <laughs> but you could Spray them on this and see if that helps harden it. 
Do you know what I mean? Like, get it in the yeah. position you want, and then spray it. Uh, and then I think you're supposed to use a heat gun to make it firm, and then see what happens. Now, I think that's a harebrained, stupid idea, but you seem like a person who would do that. <laughs> That's fair. If if not me, my partner certainly would. <laughs> Test the heat gun on a unseeable spot so you know it's not going to melt the needles. Oh, yeah. I love that in this scenario, I I am really revealing how little I know about fake Christmas trees. <laughs> <laughs> I, I have put these together before, and I got to tell you, I'm not... I wonder if you can take other. Oh, here's a here's a thought. Take other wire, and and once you get the, in the right position, wrap it around that yeah, wire like to strengthen it. it. Right. It would it, now as long as there's enough wire that is still exposed to fit into the the spot it's supposed to fit into, it should theoretically be okay, right? I don't think so. It need to be pretty sturdy wire though. Basil just went humph at me. <laughs> all right sean i did we did we fix anything here (laughs) you know you definitely put me on the idea path i like uh oh that was a nice way to say oh i think i i i think you get creative in that way like i i think you you could even get extra I don't know. Do you get extra arms and stuff too, and just like go ham on it? Yeah, you might be able to like Frankenstein. Like if you know someone else who's getting rid of one of their old trees. Yeah, go on December twenty sixth. Somebody is going to have thrown out old like Christmas trees that are fake, like yours, and you'll be able to just steal some of that shit. <laughs> I will also say because also like, couldn't you just take arms from an old one? And use them for this if they're the right size. Couldn't you think? It, it would. It all depends on the tree and like how they attach and like what space they have. Yeah. yeah. Well, that's what I would do. That would be, that'd be the easiest solution. You know, rob from the ones that are being thrown away. Mm-hmm. And also, every dumpster right after Christmas is filled with those godforsaken trees. So it's and you'd be saving it from the. You'd be saving part of it from the landfill. So there's that positive. You could always put a call out to like um, a local buy nothing group and just say, hey, I'm looking for tree branches. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you, you can find some really interesting things on those groups. I also just want to say all you want for Christmas is a brand new fake tree. <laughs> <laughs> I've been waiting five minutes to say that joke. <laughs> okay. All that being said, are you good? <laughs> yeah no i'm i'm feeling good this has been helpful okay good well i'm happy that it was it was good for you uh i'm smiling because i'm not positive we solved anything um but you know what <laughs> that's okay i'm handy i'm not a genius uh, i feel like that goes with the territory all right i hope you have a good night my friend and i hope you have a wonderful holiday season yeah you too mercury thanks so much i hope that your holiday season is a little bit more sturdy than that tree okay <laughs> <laughs> Thank take, you so much. Take care, my friend. <laughs> bye bye. Bye bye. You know, I I gotta tell you, uh, all the years of having Christmas trees and living in apartments, I gotta tell you a secret that won't be secret much longer. I've had real Christmas trees in my apartment before. <laughs> <laughs>
Yeah. Are you not supposed to do that? <laughs> no, that's a fire hazard, dude. That is 100%. Some you... places will put it specifically in the lease, but I don't think a lot of places do. Oh, a lot of them do. That's like standard to not put Christmas tree in it. That's a very normal thing. So, like, I will tell you this right now, man. I would look the other ways to make this But I, there was people who we put, like, eviction notices on people. Yeah. Like, wow. when there there was a property manager who was absolutely hell-bent on how dangerous it was. And because there's so many variables. Mm-hmm. And with apartments themselves, it just adds another layer to it. Yeah. So, I don't know. I Here's my thing. I... Fucking go for it. Get a tiny Christmas tree. Get a get a little real one that's like, you know, three feet or four feet. And it doesn't need to be big, you know, and you can sneak that in with a garbage bag. <laughs> okay, two thoughts. First, that property that you worked at that didn't, they were like really hell bent on not allowing people. Did they have any Christmas trees like in the, the main area 100 percent, they did man okay that fucking like they were so hypocritical <laughs> and then their trees were real hmm. their trees were real in the office space and i guess they just thought that because yeah because they had that you know they it's okay for them to do it right right yeah right. <laughs> gotta love how uh we love to just like infantilize tenants yeah yeah it's great it's yeah. wonderful. I love this world. Super great. <laughs> but what I'm trying to say is I'm not saying that you should violate your lease. But I am saying I have violated my lease and it was a good old time and no one found out. And just put it in, in you know, I just put it in a garbage bag and walked in and no one noticed. <laughs> okay. You can do that with all kinds of stuff. Yeah, you do it. Yeah, you do that with cats you're not supposed to do that with. You do that with dogs you're not supposed to have. You do that with partners. You're, oh, my God. Do you ever see that in the lease where it says you can, the, the, a partner can only stay so many times a, a week or some shit? Yeah, or like you can I only have visitors like so many times a month. Yeah. Like, yeah. Who the fuck abides by that? I am... The fu- I, I a lot of it. There's some laws in Florida. I don't know if you know this. Maybe maybe this is news to you and the listeners. There are some laws in parts of the country where it's illegal for people who are not married to live together. What? Yeah, that's a thing. <laughs> that's a real thing. In How does some that counties. work for like people who are like just roommates? You it, can't it, have. You can't have. Yes. Yeah. It's okay when you're the same sex, but when you're different sexes yeah yeah real thing i wish real thing. i wish you could all see my face yeah i know you look horrified <laughs> horrified this happened like last year and i think it might have got struck down but it was like a no actually you know what now that i'm recalling it dude this was an old law that no one wanted to change and it's been like that for years but they're having a housing crisis uh-huh and now they're like hey can we change this <laughs> Weird. Yeah, there's also things that and there's some laws in place that are both thirds. You can only have two people. Hmm. That you're not allowed to have like, you know, three people who are not connected by, you know, some type of oh yeah, non-family like or something. Like two that. non-family residents or like yeah, yeah. yeah those, seen, I have seen those. Yeah, I think Madison actually had one, and then they did away with that. But that all being said, isn't it just a Looney Tune? Leases should not restrict that. Anyways. Ah, let's answer another question, shall we? Mm -hmm. Let's do it. Hi, Mercury. My name is Cypress. My pronouns are he, they. And I have a question about painting a desk in my room. So 
it's in gross condition. It's like a fake kind of wood situation, but I'm curious, like, how I go about painting it. Do I need a primer? What is primer? What kind of paint do I put on there? You're probably going to cringe when you hear this, but I've used acrylic paint to paint on mirrors and tables before, so can I just slap that on it? It's a pretty big desk, so that would probably be a really stupid idea considering the size. But, yeah, also, how do I put a new handle on it? Because one of the drawers is missing a knob, and I don't know how to screw on knobs onto drawers. So thank you so much. You're always so helpful uh, with home repair, and your name is so cool, and you just seem like a really cool person. Anyways, thank you so much. Yeah. <laughs> Hello. Hey there. Hi. How's it going, Cypress? Good. How are you? I'm doing good. Hey, thank you so much for taking our call. I hope that you're in a good place today. Yeah, I think so. Okay. First and foremost, you sound so enthusiastic right now. <laughs> first, first and foremost, why, why do you want to fix, fix up your desk? Did you? Is this like a finder's keeper situation with this desk? Or, or have you had this for a while? No, it's... Yeah, it's been sitting in my room for quite a few years, and I'm just, I feel so sorry for this desk after all <laughs> the shit I've put in through. So, the, so this, desk, too hot. this desk has seen better days, is what you're trying to say. Yes. <laughs> and just like when I turned 30, you're like, I need to start wearing makeup on this thing. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I, yeah, yeah, I need to start hiding those lines. <laughs> okay, all that being said, buddy. Uh, we are looking at a photo that you sent us. Now, the photo that you sent us, it looks like the top is bare particle board. Did you already remove or partially remove the laminate that was on this desk? I have no idea. This is what it was. I mean, I got the nail polish all over it. I don't know what it is. It's like a fake kind of wood. Yeah, that's laminate on the front. So, so okay, um, a lot of cheaper stuff will have fake looking like wood on top of real wood. And I know that sounds I know that sounds stupid, okay? Because it but it's it's the most cost effective way to make things look nice without actually making it nice. Okay? Particle board or plywood is commonly used in these ways. Mostly particle board. Particle board is basically just a bunch of sawdust Put together with glue. It's, nice. it's a way for shops to save money and to maximize how much wood they're able to put out. So they use all the good wood and then they have all the sawdust after and then they use that sawdust to make particle board. Okay. So it's cheap and it's really easy to break. Laminate does two things. A, it makes it look really pretty, like better than it would be. And B, it protects it. Because particle board does not take a hit. If you spill something on particle board, it will suck it up and retain it for the rest of its life. Right? If you spill something on laminate or like a laminate wood like you got here, it's usually going to try to repel it. Okay? So that's kind of part of it. Now, all that being said, we were talking as a team, Matthew, Basil, and me, and we think we came up with some solutions for you. Okay. Okay. Now, Matt said, right, Maddie? You said that you can take the laminate off with a heat gun, right? Yes. Yeah. You can take the laminate off with a heat gun that will then expose the particle board. Okay. You'd want to be slow and gentle with that. Super slow, super gentle. Now, 
again, the top of it really does look like it's exposed. But also, it's really hard to tell on that lighting and that photo. If you haven't done anything to the top, I'm willing to bet that it is laminate. Yeah. If you touch the desk, you should be able to tell the difference, right? Yeah. You should be able to... If you're just talking that like laminate wood, that like wood laminate or whatever you want to call it, uh, it's slick. It's like a little bit smoother. If you talk particle board, yeah, there is. It's rough. There is like particle board. I think exposed in some spots on the desk, like a like you said, like that's easy to absorb uh, the water. Oh, okay, good. Well, that's good to know. That's good to know. But that means I I think the best route for you to do is to use that heat gun to get as much of that laminate off as possible. And once you do that, primer, which you so elegantly asked what primer was, um, primer is essentially something that helps us keep the paint on like wood, essentially, right? Let's just say we're talking about wood specifically, right? Primer will help us spend less money on a finished coat. Because now we're not necessarily using a lot of the finish coat that will get soaked up by the wood. So it's like providing a barrier between the wood and the paint. Right? Yes. Uh, it is. Yeah. It's like it, base coat when you paint your nails. Yes. yes. I was just going to say this is literally like either base coat for painting your nails or eyeshadow primer. Because like, you All know, right. you know how you use eyeshadow primer and everything gets more pigmented? Like, everything gets yeah. brighter, right? It's the same thing with that, where now, because you used a primer, you're going to have way more pigmentation, and it's going to... All the good stuff is going to be on top. Now, I usually err on the side of caution, and I will do two coats of primer, because primer's cheaper than finish coat, right? Like, you're almost... For the colors that you want, or we're looking for, I you know, you can spend a little bit more money on, like, good brands, like Bear... Bear's one of my favorite paints because it's it's not super runny, so it's great for DIY projects because really runny paint can make a huge fucking mess. So the primer you want to use is something cheap like a 123 primer. 123 Bullseye is the brand that I use a lot. Super cheap, very affordable. I mean, you'll get like a gallon for like 20 bucks. You can get like a quart for like 10 or something like that. It's what really, was it called? It's called 123 Bullseye. It's basically okay. sold everywhere. It's like the most common primer in the world. I swear to God. <laughs> but that, you can get that almost anywhere. But that being said, I would try to take that layman out off. Then I would primer it. You, you know, paintbrush would be good. But if you really don't want a lot of the streak showing, it starts with your primer. Okay? Like, it, if you right. do a bad job with reducing the streaks... When you are using the primer, it's going to show in your finish coat. So I right. would I would say you want to use a roller as much as you can. And when you roll, you roll it, you get all the paint on, right? But when you roll, you want to make sure you do one like straight line. Don't don't do like an X. A lot of people tell you to do an X. Don't do an X. Not in a situation no like head. this. Yeah, you, you want to make it look as smooth as possible, and 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 go from there with your primer. Once you get to your finish coat, do whatever the hell you want. Do you know what I mean? But if you want yeah. it to look smooth and 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 like kind of sharp looking, keeping it nice and contained in that way would be the way I would go. Okay. 
And we're sanding right. before we add on the primer first. Uh, right? you, you can, but if it's hiding underneath that laminate, I don't know if it really fucking matters. I mean, maybe if there's glue. Actually, now that I just thought of yeah, it, it's going to be glue. Yeah, then you need to sand it. Don't listen to Mercury. She's a trained professional, and she almost got that one wrong. But that being said, I would highly recommend sanding it then if there's, if there's a lot of adhesive. There might not be that much adhesive left, though, if it's this old. That being said, once you're done with that and you put your finish coat on, Okay, then polyurethane. So polyurethane. What is that? Polyurethane <laughs> is like a clear coat. Okay, so we're talking about we're talking about uh, nails, right? You know how you got a yeah. ba- you got a base coat, like you just said. Then you got your finished coat, right? On the very top, you have a uh, uh, something that seals everything off, right? And yeah. that you know, coat. it's kind of like your Urban Decay setting spray. Do you know what I'm saying? Like it is, yeah. it, it is a thing that finishes all off, that keeps everything inside, that prevents it from getting messed up. Like wait, if you're wearing, uh, you know, like three hundred dollars worth of foundation makeup on, and you're in ninety five degree heat, right, and you didn't wear your 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 setting spray, you notice, right? You are melting. You yeah. are melting, but setting spray can help prevent that, right? Depending on what kind of setting spray you get. Right? Some setting sprays are for high heat. Some setting sprays are really great long-lasting. Some are really glossy. Some are matte. Some are all that, right? They're all different kinds of things. Same thing with nail polish, right? Top coat is a whole bunch of different things, right? This is what polyurethane is. Polyurethane is a durable top coat that will take a beating. The reason why we want to add that is because you're taking away the thing that will make it look good. The laminate is going to protect it. It's not very sturdy. It's not very strong. So you're going to want to, if you do this project, you're going to want to make sure you put something on it that's going to take the beating. Does that make sense? Yes. When you say finish coat, do you mean like the color that I put on it? Yeah. Yeah. When I say, I'm so, thank you for asking. I say stuff sometimes and I'm like, yeah, I probably should clarify. Finish coat means the last coat of color that you're going to put on there. The color that you intend it to be. Right. So if you intend your nails to be red, it that's what your finish coat is, is red. Right. Yeah. Oh, that be now. Sometimes your primer is like tinted primer and that will make it a little bit brighter, too. I'm so glad you said that, Mercury, because I was going to ask you about this. So do you strongly suggest tinting primer if you're going for a darker color first? Or? So I want you to think of tinting primer for two reasons. Tinting primers are, A, really good to like bounce that color off more, right? It really makes colors pop more. Also, it's color correction, mm-hmm. right? So you know how you use concealer sometimes? That will be like, for me, yep. I use concealer that like is... You know, either orange or green, right? Because it will offset my facial hair or, or whatnot, or my red, my, uh, green for my for mm-hmm. my redness and o- orange for my 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 five o'clock shadow, right? So like a complementary. Yes. So so yeah. tinted can essentially cover up those spots, right? Like if there's going to be trouble with things that are going to shine through, like if you do one coat of primer, then all of a sudden you see that there's like a red spot that's coming through from like, that's just like bleeding through the paint. Well, that could, the color correction on that tint can actually help you. Mm. So okay, I, 
Yeah, that that would be the route I would go. But I don't use. I almost never use tinted primer. It very rarely, and that's usually on high end jobs. That's usually in like, oh, that's like a job where I'm doing someone's front door or something, right? Okay, does that all make sense? Not necessary. Not necessary. Okay, so now I'm going to give you a real talk. Okay, so the primer is going to be 20 bucks. The roller and the the paintbrushes you're going to get are going to be anywhere between, if you use a cheap brush, you're going to have cheap results. Okay, so keep that in mind. Okay. That means it's going to be about 15 to 20 bucks just for one roller and one paintbrush. And that's on the cheaper side. Okay. And then we're talking uh, the paint itself. Now, if you really want a nice paint, you can buy something from a good brand like Bear, but that's going to be 40 to $50. You can get a, a smaller. Sometimes the, 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 the good paints won't even come smaller than a gallon. Okay. So it all depends. Now, if you want cheaper paint, Go to the section at Home Depot or Lowe's or Menards or wherever you're at and find Oops Paint. If you don't care about what color it is, you just want it to have color, Oops Paint will be, it's paint that they were mixing that they messed up on. Either it's the wrong finish or it's the wrong color or they used the wrong brand, right? And they'll mark it off. I didn't know they did that. Yeah, Oops Paint is... Man, that's fucking great shit. I've painted so many rooms oh, in my house using yeah. Oops Paint. I did too, man. Dude, so awesome. many times. Oops Paint is way to go. Now, I've never heard it called Oops Paint before. Yeah, that's it. that's what, you know, if you if you went up to anyone who worked at any of those hardware stores and you asked them uh, where they keep their Oops Paint, they'll know. And they don't always have it, so you might have to yeah, like, keep an it, eye out. It, I will say the best day to go is going to be like on a Thursday. And the reason why I say that is because come the weekend, every DIYer knows they exist. Okay? So if you do it, like, Thursday is a combination of everyone who fucked up on Saturday and Sunday and Monday. Right? So even Mondays. Mondays are good and Thursdays are good. But if you try to get Oops Paint on a Friday or a Saturday, good luck. They'll probably All the good stuff will be picked. And you might okay. be you might be left with gray or or an off white. <laughs> yeah, the off whites are so common. There's like 25 bazillion colors of off white, and everyone gets them wrong. Okay, now that being said, we're, we're almost done here. So I said finish coat, right? Now the finish yeah. coat is like very important distinction between the finish of it and the finish coat, right? Uh, the finish of it is like the gloss. So flat, eggshell, satin, gloss, and semi-gloss are what they come in, right? Gloss, the glossier it is, the more lines and imperfections that will show up, but the more repellent it will have. Like it's going to repel more of, like it's going to be almost like a top coat. Okay? okay. And semi-gloss is a little bit less, but it still has gloss to it. Um, eggshell and satin, um, kind of to me, satin is a little bit more glossy and eggshells a little less. So a lot of people go with eggshell, but satin is fine. I like satin for a lot of projects. I think for this, I I don't think it would be bad because you're going to have polyurethane on top of it anyways, if you do this. And then there's flat. Flat is exactly what it sounds like. There is no gloss to it. It is just pure paint and it will take 
If you put your hand on it, it will see every fucking fingerprint. It will collect everything. Oh. It will always get dirty. Flat is like the absolute worst idea. I saw okay. someone one time use flat paint in a bathroom. Oh, my God. And they got all the way done with it. And then I was like, hey, you're using flat paint. Why? And they're like, oh, I didn't even notice. And I'm like, you're going to want to redo that or put a put something on top of that. And they did not. And like a week later, it looked like it was 10, 15 years old. Oh. Abs- yeah, it will age very fast. Okay. I think we said a lot here. We gave you so much information. I had my little notepad out. It's kind of a big project. It is probably going to take you quite yeah. a while. And I was listening off of the prices because I wanted you to put this in perspective. This is like a 60 to $80 project. If with all okay. the things that we said. You know what I mean? Now, if you don't yeah. care, if you don't care, you know what? The one more thing you could do is take spray paint and just do it with spray paint. That is the one way you could do I it. I think I suggested that. Uh... Yeah. That is one route you could do. It won't give you the best results, but it will give you results. But I, I will tell you, even if you did that, you should put polyurethane on top of that, probably. It probably okay. won't last if you did it otherwise. So you would still want to primer it and then shoot it with color. And then polyurethane is how, what I would probably do for durability. And then lastly, you have that hardware that's on the desk, right? Do you have yeah. the missing hardware or no? No, I haven't had a knob on it since I've had the desk. I'd like to finally fix that. The good news is that's so you can fix that with a simple screwdriver. So <laughs> if you open the, the, the second or third drawer... Because the only one that's missing the knob is the top one, right? If you open yep. the second or third drawer, you can. Do you see a screw that's holding it all together? Yep. Yeah, that screw will take it apart, and that's all it is. That's all it is. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah, and that's okay. You didn't. You don't know what you don't know. You know. Yeah. Um. So that's not a big deal. But now you know, and that's all you got to do. And now the best part is. Once you take those off before you paint. So okay. always take anything you ever, anytime you ever paint, you always take hardware off. That's how you get the best results. Okay. So definitely okay. take the hardware off. And then, because I've done this before, make sure you cover the inside of the hole with tape. Okay. Do you hear what I'm saying? Yeah. Because if you don't... No paint in the hole. Yes. yes. The amount of times that I've done stupid shit like that. Oh, man. So I would definitely remember to do that. And then okay. lastly, you can get hardware from like... Uh, where do we say? If you want to, if you have a local like restore Habitat for Humanity restore, um, they have lots of things. You might even be able to get some um, like partial paint cans. Sometimes they have those, um, but they have hardware. Um, they sometimes you can get furniture at restores. They they have so many different things that you could look through. Okay, I think my job actually sells them. I work at a thrift store, so I think we perfect. Oh yeah, you'll you'll make a killing there with that. Yeah, you'll find the best (laughs) hardware. You'll find the best hardware there. Uh, All right. (laughs) Okay, cool. So we gave you a lot of information. I hope that helps. And this was a a fun. This was a fun one for us because I I these are the kind of you know questions you don't need a landlord to sign off on it. You know, this is your baby. You can do whatever you want. You know. Um, Yeah. Yeah, I like it. I think that it's going to look cool. Um, 
the heat gun thing, if that doesn't, it, if that if you can't get a heat gun, I would highly recommend a heat gun. You could use a blow dryer, but boy, that's going to take a long time. And if you use a heat gun, just be careful because they are very dangerous if you're if you're not familiar with them. And never unplug a heat gun. Okay, you have to turn it off and let it cool down. Okay, like an iron. Yeah, like an iron. Oh, you're you're so good at these. These analogies, you're so good at comparing it to something else. You do, you're doing. You know what? You should do my job. How about how about you do my job for a day, and I'll just like chill out at the thrift store for, and we'll just switch jobs. I could not do handy related things, and I'm pretty positive I wouldn't be very good at your job. <laughs> okay, I just talk to people all day. That's my job. I'm not just... good at it, but. Just want to throw in really quick, too, if you do not have a heat gun and you're not sure how to get one, if it's, like, too expensive or whatever, some hardware stores let you rent equipment. Or if you have, like, a a tool library local to you, that might be something to look into as well. Yep. Yep. That's a very good way. I will say that heat guns can be harder to get at tool libraries because a lot of times there's a liability issue. But at the hardware store, usually they're pretty good. Yeah. Good stuff. Okay, did we do good? Did we do good? Everyone like it? Yeah. I got a thumbs up from Basil. I mean, I did a good job. Okay, everyone. <laughs> thank you so much for, for letting us call you. I hope that you have a good right, project and you. this is a fun time. Thank you so much. I really appreciate it. Yeah. You. Good luck with everything. Take care. Bye. Bye. <laughs> you know, I love the fact that we spent like 20 minutes, 25 minutes, talking about a desk. <laughs> <laughs> I. Because it's a craft project, Mercury. We get to be crafty. Is that why? Is that why? I hope it was just as fun to listen to as it was for us. I think so. You know, I hope so, too. You know, I always get so self-conscious about it because I'm always just like, there's been so many people in my life who think that what I talk about and what I find interesting is boring as all hell. So (laughs) when it comes to handy stuff, you know, I get so much kick out of it. And I hope that we let them in in the right direction. You know, anytime you do a project like this, there's so much unknown. There's so much that could go wrong. And I say this often, but you don't know what you don't know. There is a good chance, I should have said this to him, that you could start this project and you get halfway through and you realize that you just fucked it up. I like to say FUBAR, fucked up beyond all recognition. (laughs) (laughs) And that could be what happened. Because when you make a project, when you do this like that, when you start the, when you start it, there ain't no turning back. Once you take that laminate off, <laughs> you better, you better follow through, or now you just got junk in your living room. You know what I mean? So, yeah. Wish you luck, buddy. <laughs> you know, and like uh, a lot of times, you know, the the biggest part of a project is just like asking those first couple of questions and like getting the initiative to get started. So I really think that this was probably enough enough of a nudge. I think that being pointed in the right direction is like a huge part of all of this. Yeah. Because like sometimes it's just genuinely hard to know if what you're thinking is even possible. Mm-hmm. And if someone comes along and says, well, you know, maybe. <laughs> that could be enough to to push you over the edge, you know? But also, I'm like the last person you should ask a harebrained idea to because I'm going to be like, yeah, let's do it. <laughs> let's, let's do that crazy thing. I love myself projects. 
All right. So we have a question here from Carolyn. She, her pronouns, her and her partner are renters in an apartment and they found some mold in a closet. Uh-oh. They, they took a little bit longer to clean it up than they had wanted to, but yeah. it is cleaned now. And it hasn't reoccurred yet. Mm -hmm. But they just had some questions about, like, is there anything else they should do in regards to cleanup, prevention, and any any ideas that you had for this? Okay, this is a good one. You know, this is in my wheelhouse. So yeah, I know well, you love talking about mold. So let's get a wheel in, Matthew. Let's go. <laughs> Hello? Hey there. Hi, Carolyn. How's it going? Good. How are you doing? I'm doing so good. Thank you so much for calling this question. This is a common one. So I'm happy that we get to talk about it today. Great. For, first and foremost, you tell me from your perspective right now, what's going on? Recap it for me. So an embarrassingly long amount of time ago, we discovered molds in our single closet in our apartment. And then we let it go for a while because life is complicated yes yeah it totally is <laughs> we pulled everything out we cleaned the mold away tossed out some stuff washed everything else and loaded everything back in and everything seems fine and i've got one of those damp bag thingies and i just want to know if there's like anything else we should be doing or if we're like we solved the problem okay that sounds good first and foremost let me just say it's okay. I know you started the, the the conversation saying an embarrassingly long time. You got to it when you got to it, okay? Yeah. Like, everything is better in retrospective. Like, you know in the future now you got to get to it sooner. But at the same time, like, life generally happens, right? And if something kept you from getting to it, it was a valid reason, whatever reasoning it was, Okay. And in this position, I think we can kind of solve a lot of this. Now, you, you talked about like a, a, a bag. What do you mean by that real quick? It's the brand is Damp Rid, and it's one of those things where it's got like moisture pellets in the top and like a oh, bag, yeah. an empty bag in the bottom. So like it hangs in your closet and it kind of like catches all the moisture. Yeah. Okay. I'm looking at one right now. Basically a dehumidifier bag. Is that what you were talking mm -hmm. about? Okay. Yeah. How effective is that working for you right now? Like, are you changing that bag out pretty frequently or? I was changing it once a month. And then when I went to change it, I changed it this week, actually. And it was about halfway full, whereas previous ones have been like all the way full. Okay. I would say that's a good sign. I will also say that I, I think doing it more frequently wouldn't be a bad idea. Is it touching the floor by chance? No, it's hanging up. Good, good. Just want to make sure how long this one specifically is. Uh -huh. If it was touching the floor, I would say that would be bad. <laughs> now, <laughs> now, the thing with those is, is, is the bottom, like, is it ca catching more than the top? Like, is it, like, um... halfway up? Or is it, like, you know, like, how, how is it, how is it collecting it, essentially? It's a pretty small thingy, so yes. like I don't know that it necessarily, I don't think I could tell where it's coming from. Okay, good. Okay, good. So it's kind of everywhere rather than one isolated spot of the bag itself. Okay, that's yeah. good stuff. That means that is really doing its job effectively and evenly, and that's not bad. That's a good thing. 
some things right off the top of the bat. Um, I usually say that one of the best ways to solve this problem is a dehumidifier. Mm-hmm. I think that's a fat. When wherever we're dealing with mold or dealing with any type of like exposure to moisture, the best thing to do is to effectively get yourself a dehumidifier and get to it right away, right? Or when you can. And in this instance, mm-hmm. I would have said to get a dehumidifier right away because when when it seeps into your system, it starts to really like it's hard to get out. And I think this bag might be good, but I think it's going to be a lot of surface level. Okay. I I think that you need to really rip the wall of the moisture. And mm-hmm. I, I don't think it's going to be able to do that effectively. Like, you got to basically get up behind the drywall. Does that make sense? Right. And yeah. you're not really going to be able to do that with something like that's more passive. So the way that I would view this is the bag system is like a passive way to collect moisture where the dehumidifier is active, aggressive way to collect moisture. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So yeah. like the dehumidifier yeah. is like sucking it right out of the system where mm-hmm. your, your actual bag is more like, it's just hanging there. It's having a good old time. <laughs> it's the person <laughs> at the party in the back of the bar. You know? <laughs> yeah. What you need. I, I'm the one chatting to everyone. Yes, you need a dehumidifier to be like, you know, three sheets to the wind. <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> it, you know, it is so moist, it's a little too moist. <laughs> okay, but that being said, that would be the route I would go. Okay, now, okay. I have cool. some other things to add here. First and foremost, like, is there any mold that is showing on the surface level, like from your from your naked eye? There's some, uh, I don't, I don't know if it's just like, or like there's sort of a patch that never got clean but it hasn't spread or changed it's been like a couple months since we cleaned it and it hasn't spread or changed at all okay but it is there though yeah okay but you you so you can see it still yeah okay have you tried any mold killers no we did not okay so there are some few ways to go about this, okay? I always suggest bleach-free formula mold killer sprays. There's a lot okay. of research out there that would indicate that bleach doesn't actually kill mold. Bleach gives the impression of killing mold. Now, some people will push back on this, but I, I from, from the studies I have seen... I would say there is some truth to that. I think I don't. I don't. I don't. I. I don't necessarily. I don't trust bleach to do the job, okay. right? But I'm willing to be wrong about it. So okay. if you do your own study and you find that bleach is the best way to effectively kill it, I mm-hmm. would be okay with you doing a mixture of bleach and water, like one mm-hmm. part bleach, two parts water, or three parts water. That's what it. we did. When we clean, because I, you know, googled yeah. it, and so you yeah, did so try what... bleach, and you try, and and that didn't do anything. Yeah, well, it got rid of a lot of it, but there's still that patch that, like, I couldn't get off. Yeah, and and so at some point, the damage that has been done has to be covered up, and not necessarily like it won't take it away, right? Mm-hmm. If the damage is severe enough from mold. It will always have the, like, scar of mold unless you paint it, right? Okay. 
So he, here's the tier system that I would work with. If you trust bleach and stuff, you can try doing that. From my experience, mm-hmm. the best products to do are anything that says mold killer and bleach-free formula. And okay. it's never once. You have to do it two times a week for about four weeks. Because okay. all because you can't see it does mean it's right. not there. Bleach is... It, so uh, the way that mold really works, if you're seeing it, right, you're only seeing like the the tip of the iceberg the behind the wall will almost always be worse because that's where you can't get to it that's where it hides that's where it's the best climate for the mold especially if there's installation if there's installation in the wall which more likely is then Mm -hmm. the the, that's where it grows rapidly so the best way to do it is to like just just spray it and then let it sit in the wall for 15 minutes or 20 minutes. Let it get seeped into the wall and then take a mixture of like dish soap, vinegar and water and mix it all together and then wipe it gently with a rag Mm -hmm. and then remove it all. But if you do that like two times a week for several weeks, that will have a more effective chance to do something. It might not solve the problem completely, but it it could mm-hmm. at least reduce the risk of, of, of it affecting you in the air, right? Then the last okay. part I would say, Carolyn, the last part I would say is if you do want to cover it up and then, like, add paint job to it, I would say you're going to want to primer it with, like, some type mm-hmm. of, like, mold-resistant primer. And then paint it and then add a top coat on top of that. Mm-hmm. Okay, like okay. a like a lacquer. And yeah. that will keep the mold in. Now, it might eventually seep out, but it will take years for it to come okay. back out. Okay? Does that all make sense? Yeah. No, it definitely makes sense. Yeah, and I'll pull stuff out again and have a look. And my library has a pretty good tool library, so I wonder if they have a dehumidifier I could rent. They might. They might. A lot of places will... Um, also, even if they don't, a lot of like hardware stores will have dehumidifiers. Dehumidifiers can be even rented from your plumbers too, because oh, cool. dehumidifiers are like a real big emergency thing, and a mm-hmm. lot of places will have them <laughs> like ready yeah. to go. And actually, we we have like two dehumidifiers here that I've given to friends and stuff too. So like they're just the most common thing that you could have in a lot of those situations. Okay. Cool. So, good. I have one more thing to add, okay? Yeah. And that is this is a rental, right? Like this is a an apartment, right? Yeah. Okay. So, the closet when it comes to paint does not have to be a perfect match. Okay? Right. Sometimes you can if you're bold enough, you can ask your landlord to have a sample of paint and you can go and match it if you really want to. Or what I would do is go get a whole bunch of paint splashes, like like little samples, and bring them home, and then try to match them the best you can, right? And then it's in the closet, so no one will notice, anyways. It could yeah, be, it could, white. it could be two shades different, and no one will uh-huh. notice. The only thing is, if it's really bright, you'll know the di- difference. Then you're almost better off to go a little darker in color mm-hmm. than you are brighter. 
But chances are they're going to paint after you're gone anyways. Yeah, I hope that helps you. And, I, and I'm and i so sorry this happened. You know, like life happens and it's hard sometimes. Yeah. Would you like to see my wedding dress, which is the one item I care about in the closet? I would love to see a picture of the wedding dress. I will send it to you after we get off the call. Sure. That's, if you want to, you can send it to me now. We can wait a second. Yeah, let's do that. There's another cat. Yeah, I forgot to tell you there's a picture. You didn't tell me there was a picture of a cat, Basil. I'm sorry, I forgot. Well, okay. Oh, yeah, I should also ask you, is it okay if we show these photos on my Instagram? Yeah, absolutely. All right, cool. We're going to definitely do that. Okay, there's a picture of a cat. I didn't even know that. Two cats, actually. There's two two cats? cats? Where's the other cat? That's not a cat. That's a shirt. (laughs) (laughs) What's your cat's names? Dax and Faramir. Wow, those are very uh, those are very queer names. <laughs> I love them. I love them. Oh, whoa, that's gorgeous! <laughs> I really, pretty. I really like that you kept it in a bag too. That's smart. <laughs> I always advise that in closets. So, yeah, is it is there any mold or anything on it? No, we. I got it after the mold situation. We, the wedding hasn't happened yet. Okay. So. Well, so when is the wedding? Uh... March next year. <gasps> really? So, wait, 2024? Yes. Whoa, you got like a couple months from now. Way to go. Wow. That's so awesome. Also, so glad that this hasn't been affected by anything either. That's good. Yeah. What a beautiful wedding dress. You're going to look gorgeous in that. <laughs> Very beautiful. And my partner is wearing a green velvet suit. Oh, my God. A green velvet suit with that wedding dress? Um, Oh, please. Oh, my God. I am in love. (laughs) If you are listening to this right now, you need to go to my Instagram and look at this wonderful wedding dress. It is gorgeous. So congrats on that. I hope you have a wonderful wedding day. Thank you. And good luck with everything. Like, I really wish you the best with the mold, and I hope it doesn't cause any health problems, and I'm proud of you for addressing it when you could address it, okay? Thank you so much, and thank you for your positivity and understanding. And thank you for the call and being willing to ask the question. Asking questions like this, especially when you know that you didn't get to it in a time that you would have liked to got to it, like, that can be embarrassing and hard sometimes. And I want to acknowledge, like, I know that takes courage to do. And I'm proud of you for having the courage to say that because you helped a lot of people for being honest like that. That's, like, cool of you. So I appreciate you. <laughs> okay. I All right. hope, hope you have a good day and take care. Okay? okay? Thank you. Thank you. Bye-bye. Bye. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of the Handy Ma'am Hotline. And this is the last episode of the Handy Ma'am Hotline. Basil, what are your feelings? I'm a little bit sad, but you know, we we have such an exciting future I know. coming next year. I am generally like really happy with what we've done, but as I've said before in other announcements of this, I am we're baby influencers. Mm-hmm. Like we've only done this for like two and a half years, right? And we only started the podcast like a year ago. Mm-hmm. We're still learning how to do this, how to cultivate an audience, and also. How to go about this without burning out, yeah, you know? Like, yeah. this was a lot of work for the last year. This has been a huge part of it. But I also want us as a company to give more focus to the podcast 
So going forward, maintenance is a drag will be a huge central part of what we do. And I'm really excited about that. Like, I'm excited that we're going to be able to bring you a video version. I'm excited we're going to be able to bring you guests. I'm excited that we're going to be able to do more questions. New segments. New segments. And Basil will be there and Matt will be there. Right, Matthew? You can't get rid of me. I can't. Honestly, I've been trying to get rid of you for 17 years, buddy. (laughs) Too true. Too true. (laughs) So honestly, the three of us will be there. It'll be the same show. But now we'll just we're adding in drag performers. And honestly, if you've been around the drag world as long as I have, I got to tell you, that's going to be both uh, the best part of the show and the worst part of the show. (laughs) So I can't wait to have fun with that. So, everybody, thank you so much. I hope you have a great holiday season. And thank you for making 2023 one of the best years of my life. I don't know what I could do without you. You made me number one bestseller. You helped me raise $2 million for gender-affirming care. You've helped us do so many wonderful and beautiful things. Thank you for being in my life. And I hope I remain in yours. Have a good day. Take care. And remember, you're worth the time it takes to learn a new skill. Bye-bye. Bye. The theme song was created by Rody Walker. Questions were picked up by our production assistant, Ziggy. A big thank you to our executive producer, Basil. And this podcast was recorded and edited by Matthew Allen Hag. Thank you for listening. See you next time. If you enjoyed this episode, please help us keep the pirate ship alive by supporting our sponsors, the wonderful iFixit. They fight for your right to repair and make really cool tools in the process. If you need to fix your phone, laptop, or even a vacuum iFixit has thousands of parts, tools, and free guides to make your life a little bit easier. If you enjoyed this episode of the Handyman Hotline, you can listen to an even longer version by supporting us on Patreon. If you support us on Patreon, $10 or more, you'll be able to get an extra long 30 to 45 minute section every single week. Isn't that amazing? More of me and Maggie. Wow! So thank you so much for all those who already support us, and you too can support us and listen to more on our Patreon. Thank you. Bye-bye. So grab your hammer and nails and paint your nails if you want to. You're worth the time it takes to be you. She'll teach you how to fix your house, how to fix it by yourself. The trans Please hang up and try your call again.